Okay, it's my great pleasure to have on the line with me uh, Robin Taubenfield, uh, nuclear-free campaigner with Friends of the Earth Brisbane and campaigner and spokesperson for the Peace Convergence, which has been active around about the Rockhampton region, addressing the Talisman Sabre, a joint US-Australia military exercise taking place every two years. Thanks for joining us, Robin. Thanks for having me today. So tell us what's happened today. I understand that Joe Ballantyne has been arrested and some other worthy grannies have uh, taken part in, a, in a, a great action there today. Yes, today has been a day full of excitement here in Rockhampton. Uh, we are here, we've been gathered here for over a week in opposition to the joint military exercise. 34,000 Australian and U.S. troops engaged in land, sea, and air warfare preparations or warfare practice. That's 22,000 U.S. and 12,000 Australian. So we must make it clear that it really is U.S.-led military activity here in the region. And we've seen a wonderful, uh, solemn, and brave effort put in by the Quakers' grannies for peace at, at the um, one of the entrances to the Shoalwater Bay military training zone. They've blocked the entrance. They've stopped traffic on the military training zone by setting up a table with some tea and lamingtons and offering an alternative to war as a way of addressing global situations through negotiation and conversation. So with the idea of making tea, not war, they've sat there, they've actually engaged the um, military police and the soldiers on the ground, they've offered them tea, they've offered them lamingtons, and they've had conversation. The witnesses to that event said that they really did engage in sincere conversation, and even one of the military police, I believe, uh, accepted a lamington, the... Uh, the three Quaker grannies who all came from different locations, one from Melbourne, one from Perth. Uh, it's Joe, Senate, former Senator Joe Valentine, Helen Bays from Melbourne, and our own Dawn Joyce from uh, Brisbane all uh, were arrested after um, speaking with these troops and are now locked up in the Rockhampton Watch House where they will, we're expecting them to see a magistrate tomorrow. We have seen quite um, punitive bail conditions set, so uh, it seems that most people arrested in this situation protesting here would probably refuse bail. The bail conditions of previous trespassers have been to not make contact, no contact direct or indirect with fellow defendants or the media or liaison team for the action. So uh, perhaps an interesting Queensland adaption to bail conditions but certainly something worth refusing. And so the grannies are in overnight, and we hope to see them tomorrow morning in the Rockhampton court. We also do have other people trespassing, as far as I am aware, or we won't call it trespass because the zone is arbitrarily defined by the military. It is Darumbal land. We recognize the sovereignty of the Darumbal people, and we call for the return of the land to the Darumbal people. But we have seen a cat in a hat playing games within the military zone. Um, Margaret Pistorius um, from Cairns and a friend also arrested for making a pilgrimage into the zone. And I believe at the moment there are uh, possibly a few other people um, making pilgrimages uh, for peace within the military training area. 
What's the chances of seeing Tony Abbott and President Obama down there having a cup of tea tomorrow and discussing uh, the ANZUS Alliance uh, down there? And I guess what would the uh, what would the, the grannies have to say to those uh, those beloved leaders? Well, uh, of course, I'm not yet a Quaker granny. I can't speak for them, but I know that the Quaker grannies and all of us here really do see these uh, preparations and uh, these military exercises not as um, friendly co-training with our allies, not as um, preparations for defending Australia, which some people may feel is legitimate, but really as forced posturing in the Pacific. This year, for the first time, an anomaly in Japanese political history, there are Japanese defense forces training here. There are also New Zealand forces here. And it is very clear that China sees talisman saber as saber rattling. And that's what talisman saber is, saber rattling in the Pacific. We know that we have nuclear-powered aircraft carriers. We have nuclear-powered submarines. These are uh, capable of carrying the United States nuclear weapons arsenal. Uh, just practice an amphibious landing in Darwin where uh, sole brave activist Justin Teddy attempted to thwart the amphibious landing. Amphibious landings aren't about defense. This is an invasion force. These are preparing for occupation or invasion. And uh, whether real or not real, they're certainly signaling to our neighbors that this is our intention, this is our capacity, and we are falling very clearly interoperability with the U.S. nuclear um, capability. And so we all know this is not a path to a peaceful and just resolution of global issues and global conflict or even a way to address global warming with our trading partners. We really need to consider that peace is a precursor to sustainability and threatening our neighbors with uh, military force and uh, exposing U.S. military might to the region is certainly not the way to go. And so, of course, uh, making tea, not war, maybe making light of what we really need is Australia as a key American ally um, directing the United States towards a peaceful path, not an oppositional path. And this is something we have the capacity to do right now. Speaking of that sabre-rattling, uh, Robin, a report, joint report today released by the Australian National University and Washington-based Centre for Strategic and International Studies has highlighted growing concerns about Beijing's behaviour in the South China Sea and the risk of Australia being drawn into potential military conflict. Uh, there was reports today talking about the uh, long-range missiles now being within range of uh, Canberra. Um, is it a coincidence that this has been released today, this uh, this report? Oh, I'm sure it's not a coincidence. We've just recently seen NATO countries actually using the word about Russia. Um, we don't, well, Russia should stop its saber rattling. Quite interesting use of language. Of course, Australia as a, uh, as a, U.S. launching pad in the Pacific is not um, acting in a peaceful manner. It is actually a, um, supporting an aggressive uh, Pacific p pivot of the United States uh, military arsenal. And, and our neighbors, 
especially China, are very aware of it. When you see WA acting as a place where um, sea swaps can take place, or you can see Darwin being used for um, troop housing, these are forward-deployed troops. These are not just people coming over for R&R and hanging out and being good for the economy. These are forward-deployed American troops in a state of permanent war or permanent preparation or readiness for war. And we really need to take this seriously. Australians may not be very aware of it, but the neighbors are aware of it. And just as they're aware that Pine Gap is a key strategic military spy base in the middle of Australia, accepted by Australia, and these military exercises only further enhance the United States' presence and show a force in the region. And as an anti-nuclear campaigner, I really need to also encourage you know, Australians to reconsider the sale of uranium to these countries. United States and China have, United, have uranium uh, deals with uh, Australia or in the pipelines or in the making until recently at least. United States was actually the number one purchaser of Australian uranium and China has also uh, been allowed to purchase uranium on the idea that they will be sold for peaceful purposes. There's no such thing as a peaceful purpose of uranium. Any even if it was for nuclear power, it would only free up the domestic uranium for nuclear weapons production, and that is where this is heading. Australia is actually fueling a nuclear arms race by its sale of uranium to nuclear weapon states, and these nuclear weapon states are fueling a nuclear arms race by their force posturing in this region, and it is really time for Australians to take responsibility and say no to the nuclear industry in its allegedly civilian, peaceful guise, as well as the defense umbrella of the United States. Um, I just wanted to ask you, I mean, this, uh, these military exercises seem to happen every couple of years. Have you got the impression that, um, that things are becoming perhaps a little bit more aggressive, like in particular the, the, the stance that Australia is taking perhaps towards um, China, you know, um, well, you know, the US and Australia together? I mean, have you seen um, this become a little bit more aggressive in recent years or do you think that it's just it, it, it's been on that sort of page for a while? Well, I think it's been on the cards for a long time. It's just that it's very uh, there's very little awareness around these issues. But the Pacific pivot, as in um, the stationing of troops and bases in the region around China and around Russia, is is something that's been going on for a long time. And the nuclearization and the militarization of the Pacific is really um, a shared history that Australia has with other Pacific islands. Right now, as we speak, the Marshall Islands are used for ballistic missile testing training of the United States military. They're they're not armed missiles, but the United States regularly shoots off test ballistic missiles which land in the Marshalls. And that is not only indigenous people's land, but that is a clear signal to countries in this region that we can shoot weapons across the Pacific or into the Pacific. And 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 so if you we are looking carefully, we know this is an ongoing um, threat and an increasing threat. Uh, the numbers of troops involved in Talisman Sabre 
are higher this year than they have been in the past. And another aspect of Talisman Saver from where we're sitting here in Rockhampton is that a lot of the activity has been moved offshore from Rockhampton. So we're actually not able to monitor as well as we may have been because it has been moved further out to the Arafura and Timor and the Coral Sea. Uh, we like to take credit for that. They don't want to be where they reach some scrutiny. Uh, if you look at the Talisman Saber Public Environment Report uh, produced by ACOM, A-E-C-O-M, on the internet, you can look it up, uh, um, released in June 2015 this year, you can see a list of uh, military equipment that may be used in these military exercises. And it is an extensive and frightening list. And we have to take all of these uh, public relations exercises also as not only um, their their attempt to appear like they're consulting and appeasing the public, but it's really useful and very scary and threatening information for our neighbors in the region. There's a lot of military hardware going into these exercises. For the first time here, we're seeing drones and also the use of these other um, countries' uh, forces in the exercises this time for the first time is also probably a clear indication to our neighbors that the um, the security threat is considered to be ramping up in this region. Uh, not much time left, Robin, um, but just one final question for you. In, for, uh, in 2013, uh, the US, uh, or this activity, this training received international condemnation when four bombs were jettisoned on the Great Barrier Reef. You mentioned there a little bit the you know the environmental issues. Uh, you know what processes are in place, or what third party you know, and I guess uh, you guys would be keen to uh, to be looking at this. But you know resources would be limited, I imagine. You know what scrutiny is there to realistically have a third person, uh, third party uh, scrutinise the environmental environmental impacts of this activity. Well, it's very difficult for anyone to assess the environmental impacts of such a huge scoped military exercise that um, also is probably um, very leniently monitored by the Australian government. As many of your listeners probably know, uh, a a U.S. military activity is given a bit of a um, leeway when taking place not only here but around the world. The environmental reports and the public environmental report process that is underway taking place with the Talisman Saber military exercise is not no longer actually necessary by law. It is only really a public exercise a public relations exercise. When the Environmental Protection and Biodiversity Conservation Act was changed, uh, military activities such as Talisman Saber were allowed to be passed uh, only by form filling. So they are no longer required to actually produce an environmental impact statement or assessment for each exercise. They can uh, base it on previous activity and tick some boxes and it will be approved. And so we feel that this there is very little scope for actual scrutiny because there is no framework for that being required. We understand the environment process, the public environment process, to really be a public relations exercise. We do claim some um, victory or achievement in getting them to even put that list in the public environment report of the weapons and the machinery it may be used prior to um, 
the ongoing effort to have something released, they were producing public environment reports saying there would be negligible or no impact on local environments, flora and fauna, without even possibly themselves knowing what equipment would be used. So it's really a sham of a public environment report process. Now they say what may or may not be being used. But as we saw with the uh, bombs being jettisoned in that region, they're saying uh, it was it was citizen on the Great Barrier Reef Marine Park. That was unfortunate because it was intended for Townsend Island, which is also within the waters of the Great Barrier Reef, uh, and and should be not an excluded area from that. Uh, uh, bio, biologically, there's no separation from Townsend Island from the rest of the reef. Biologically, environmentally, Talisman Saber takes place in the Great Barrier Reef. The Shoalwater Bay, the waters of the Shoalwater Bay region are part of the Great Barrier Reef Marine Park. And the environment of the, the land is our Ramsar listed wetlands. They have important um, whale migratory paths. They have dugong, important dugong seed seagrass beds, they are homes to turtles and many precious and some vulnerable species. And it is unacceptable that the military is allowed to even traverse these regions. So not only does it um, threaten our, uh, our, our community politically and socially taking resources from other aspects of um, welfare and potential socially just um, aspects of, of our society, but it certainly poses a great risk to our environment, which is largely invisible to the public and very seldom heard.